My one that I was a dapper in the streets, slapper in the sheets. <laughs> Don't few- go robbing that one anyway now, because that's one of me good fucking yeah. chat up lines and stuff. It's no what? idea why I'm single. <laughs> no, no, that's right. Now it's about a time where we get down to some straight talking mental health, your weekly podcast where we tackle mental health issues in a different kind of way. My name is Peter Dunn and joining me this week, like every other week, is Alan Clark. There you go. Now this week we're straight talking anger, the effects on your mental health and others. Where does it come from? What's its function? Is it normal? And loads, loads more. Mr. Clark, have you piled on the weight again yet? No, 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 I've maintained, so good, man. it was good, because I was like, yeah, I went down uh, last week, I went down, got me a haircut, oh yeah, my haircut. I ran, yeah. ran straight, right, fucking bollocks, I'd booked in for half twelve, broke me bollocks getting up to the barbers, get in there, Colin's going, sorry Alan, I'm just about, I'm just running a little bit late, I was like, fuck you anyway, <laughs> after hoofing it up here, but I got it done, and I made the gram, he stuck me on the gram, yeah, fair play to you, a pity how, one do you though, how do you feel now? I don't know if it was a pity one just because he was running late though, you know? a pity gram one of the worst grams like, you can get a pity I know, gram I know pity I said post. that to before I said to him I said I don't want to fuck a pity post and then Georgie one of the other boys was in there he was in the middle of doing it I said well Georgie is he you know is this gram worthy he goes oh I don't know about that I said what are you on about the fucking haircut or me he goes well he didn't want to say that I said you're going on the fucking podcast next week you prick <laughs> so he made sure to oh yeah make sure you tell everyone that I'm a prick yeah. so Georgie you're a prick see <laughs> listeners Alan's Grand getting the big man. head now he's demanding free shit or else I'll trash you on our podcast yeah, next week I'm fucking free man I'm only best <laughs> still at the pay just made it onto the Instagram but I got him to tag I got him to tag the, the, the podcast in it mm. so <laughs> free advertising yeah no, so fair yeah, got, got my hair cut, laying off the weight, uh, and then I went down. So I was, as I said, I kind of stab, well, close to starving myself last week just to make the weight. I went down to the village then, and there's uh, like a burger, just like a burger van down there. It's lovely, uh, rosemary fries and stuff like that. And um, mm. but the fucking weather was horrible; it was raining. I was like, oh, there's nowhere to fucking sit. There's nowhere to stand eating it. Like, so I went up to the. There's like a noodle bar thing, a Thai um, fucking noodle bar thing. So, and oh. you can stand in kind of underneath the, the canopy. So I was like, oh, sure, I'll get that. And I was like, this is shit. <laughs> fucking raging. I'd been starving. I was like, oh, I'm going to fucking get in, getting something here now. Get something fucking gorgeous. I was like, yeah. meh. Just absolutely meh. Only a fucking half of it. <laughs> the rest of it in the bin. <laughs> um, yeah, did you ever be really looking forward to something yeah. and then just sit down and go, uh, uh, that's exactly what happened. Yeah. <laughs> like I said, I've been star- I'm near starving for the week, so I was like, mm. once I make the weight, I don't give a fuck what I eat. Mm. No, don't that starve you. Like, if you want to make weight, don't starve yourself. Just no, you no, know, like I said, I sit up on veg and a bit of fruit or something. Only like the experiment. That. Well, I was eating, you know, I was having a big bowl of homemade vegetable soup, like you know, mm. from Gordon Ramsay here. Um, so that's 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 what I was getting. I was getting enough, but um, yeah, I was so disappointed. Then. Yeah, <laughs> and all I was thinking was. was I should have just stood in the fucking rain eating the burger. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I made an omelette for the first time the other day. Now, look, it's not anything special. Is it scrambled eggs that went wrong? No, 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 no. I don't know, scrambled eggs is an omelette gone wrong, isn't it? Yeah, it's scrambled. It's just a nice way for just making a a ballsier food. Yeah, yeah. Now, you're not going to have to clear a space on the 
periodic table for my omelette. <laughs> but it's uh, it was delicious. It was absolutely delicious. Mm. And it was so easy because I wanted to kind of cut down on a bit of carbs. And I normally mm. have eggs in the morning with uh, brown bread, like wholemeal yeah, bread. That's my so. breakfast. That's my yeah. breakfast every morning. Yeah. yeah. Breakfast is chicken egg, food. Dippy, dippy egg. Got me soldiers. Oh, yeah. You need a dippy egg. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah or yeah. if it's a fried egg and you're frying it and you burst the egg, throw it out. Uh, throw it out. That's, get that's what I do. One. I'm exactly yeah, the same. Yeah. I was like, throw I only it. want them for the dippy bit. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Myself and the ex-girlfriend would have gone to hotels like, and she'd, she'd only eat the white bit. And I'd only eat the yellow bit. Because <laughs> to be coming back, I'd have the dippy bit on. I remember we were saying that tomorrow somebody. <laughs> and I was like, could I guess, you know, I have to order the eggs. I was like, could I get uh, soft uh, fried egg, please? And they come out and have the two the two eggs. And it's all lovely garnished and, you know, all of this mm-hmm. kind of stuff. And I just using it for dipping the fry into, like. And mm-hmm. one comes back and it's like, oh, were they not all right? I was like, no, I just want the dippy <laughs> bit. <laughs> I'm, a fucking, I'm a child. Like, I just wanted the dippy <laughs> bit. <laughs> and then she sent it back with, uh, with just an egg and no whites. <laughs> yeah. How are you not together? Jesus, like, that's a match made <laughs> <Yeah>. in heaven. <laughs> Don't ask that fucking question, man. <laughs> you, might, you might have some sort of fucking symmetry on uh, egg whites and egg yolks, but <laughs> relationships aren't built on that, man. <laughs> Maybe that's a red flag for any listeners. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you just you just remember that now. Uh, but it did. Does it annoy you when you're in a restaurant and let's say you've eaten enough and you've left some on the plate and the waiter or the waitress comes over and goes, "Oh, oh, was that okay? Was everything all right? Does that bug you?" Uh, no, well, I, I do kind of feel a bit because you know they're going to say something. Mm. You know, it's really, oh, they're going to fucking say something with this now. But nah, it's not, it's not, it's not too bad. It never bothers me because I just wolf everything on the plate anyways. But you don't leave it. No. With Laura, it bothers Laura. Like if she gets a big portion and yeah, she goes, yeah. oh, I'm not going to finish half this and she eats half of it. She'll always go, eat some of mine. Quick, eat some of mine. <laughs> and you're like, no be fucking bother. Me. Yeah, definitely will. Yeah. Oh, mom, 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 mom. <laughs> Wait, she's just coming back going, um, there used to be a pattern on this plate. <laughs> yeah. Like, you That's gone, plates. She has one no plate. What's the story? You know? Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't really bother me now at all, but yeah, yeah. But that's the thing, you know, when you're, you're going out for a meal and it's like, do you want to try some of this? No, no, whatever you don't eat, I'll eat. <laughs> that's the rule. You know, and then if she eats it all, it's like, oh, thanks. Thanks for thinking of me. Oh, don't you fucking know? think of me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, fucking Maya Fainer over here. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> and it's you always... Fucking food, huh? <laughs> oh, it's oh, always... That's over that now, is it? All right. <laughs> <laughs> he put you ordered. No, yeah. there you go. But then you, the you always... And solicitors letter about the divorce <laughs> next week, will he? <laughs> you look at hers and you go, shite, I should have ordered that. <laughs> next time, next time I'm ordering that, you know. It's a classic one for all men. You know, do you want chips? No, 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 no. Just have some of yours. Yeah. Get your own fucking chips. You want chips? <laughs> I don't want chips. And then they're digging into yours. Like, fucking get off. Yeah. <laughs> if you want the yeah, chips, yeah. you should have fucking ordered chips. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're making a bit of toast. Do you want toast? No, you're grand. And, oh, I didn't want it, but now I get the smell of it. I'll just have half of yours. Yeah. No, you won't. <laughs> Ask me, bollocks. Yeah. <laughs> um, good chat with Stephen last week, Stephen Hannon. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Stephen was talking about sobriety and the fact mm. he was giving up alcohol for a year and why he felt he had to give up alcohol for a year and his uh, his suicide attempt as well. And, you know, I think 
Stephen's ability to talk out about it um, mm. will just do absolute wonders for breaking stigma around mental health. And he yeah. is, he's doing a good job, you know. Um, he's been in print, he's been on radio, he's been on the podcast here as well. So, you know, he's reaching a lot of people. And I think his story will resonate with a lot of people. Oh, yeah. I mean, sure, Jesus, I get, I get any amount of Stephen's in the door. like you know? Really? Yeah, I mean, there's hundreds of thousands of Stephen's pre, you know, suicide and pre-drinking. Mm. You know, I like that going out at the weekend, you know, not dealing with the problems, getting fucking shit-faced, at, as he was saying, to, to try and escape, you know, just to, to get away from it for a while. Um, yeah, there's hundreds of thousands of pre-sobriety Stephen out there, unfortunately. And I mean, they, these are the men we're, 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 we're trying to reach. And um, I think Stephen being so honest about his story um, and, you know, being involved in the GA and stuff, GA's, yeah, we should probably explain that. We have so many listeners yeah, around, the, yeah. around the world. So GA is like GAA. That's like uh, Gaelic football. Um, it's basically soccer, but you can pick the ball up. Yeah, and bait fucking lads with a shoulder and <laughs> fucking <laughs> horse lads out for with a tackle. Like, uh, bait it's, lads it's, with a shoulder means you can shoulder them and horse them out of it means you can, you know, physically assault them when you get yeah, arrested. Yeah, yeah. So it's kind of, uh, it's probably five up from soccer and one down from rugby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's probably a fair, <laughs> fair description of the guy. But yeah, so GA in this country is obviously a huge thing. The rural communities and the footballers and the local footballers are fucking superstars nearly aren't they like they're, mm-hmm. they're held in this reverence particularly yeah, if you play yeah. on, the, on, the, on the county on the yeah. county team yeah, and stuff yeah, like yeah. that so you know Steve and you don't you don't get paid it's not a professional sport no, I think no. there are a couple of players who will get paid but they are high end athletes winning but, yeah, but they're not paid titles. for the sport no they're kind of you'd be given a job somewhere or you know, well, a job to be a lot of them given yeah jobs Elsewhere, yeah. or your yeah. Gaelic associate, or your your local county might give them a job as like a youth development officer. Yeah, or yeah, like yeah. That yeah. Or doing but they're not paid directly for for no. The sport. But it's yeah. to stop you basically going to Australia or Canada <laughs> yeah, or, yeah, or the UK looking for work. Yeah, that fucking kind of jobs. Yeah, that will gad or greedy fuckers like you know. Mm. Oh, you see, you'll find a businessman somewhere who's associated with oh, uh, yeah, with the yeah. gar or whatever you know. Give, but, give himself a fucking job in a car dealership there, this kind of thing. Like yeah. Yeah, just to make sure they're kept in and that has to have a serious psychological impact on people to be told no, we'd rather keep you here. I'm putting pressure on people to say you have to play for your club, you have to play for yeah. your county. You know, you're not getting paid for it. These guys go out at six o'clock in the morning, they train, they go to work, they come home, they go training. And you've often heard of um girlfriends and wives coming out to say, Never oh. see him. The kids yeah. never see him. Because yeah. there's serious pressure on these guys. Yeah. You know, you've but got... sure, I, I've had a few clients and, uh, you know, they, they'd be telling me, like, you know, no drinking. They're told no start a championship. Yeah. No drinking for the yeah. rest of the season. Like, yeah, yeah, And yeah. so these are lads aren't getting paid. Mm. The sacrifices made to their families and stuff like that. Um, all for that, your, yeah. local, your local village team. Like. Oh, and I know, and I know guys who um, have been found in pubs where they'd go for a couple of pints before a game. Of course, people are in there ringing the coach, texting the coach, in here. such and such is in here, coach mm-hmm. shows up, pulls him out of the pub. Like, what a, like, that's horrific. He's not allowed to have a social life with his mates. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And women as well. You know, one of the most horrific things I heard from a girl he used to work with who played um, football with a club in Longford, she was telling me that at the start of the season, the coach weighs them all, weighs all Fuck. the women. And if they don't lose weight by the end of the season, they get a bollocking. Because that means effectively they're not training enough. Yeah, they're not yeah, yeah. putting in the, the hard work. That's horrific. 
Yeah. That's absolutely uh, right. Uh, again, to reiterate, not getting paid. Yeah. Working yeah, it's their, not a job, no, it's uh, a, Working yeah. their normal job, training, God mm. knows how many times a week, weekends. Sacrifice time with friends, family. Yeah. Yeah. Sure, you know, and I've heard, again, you know, oh, well, we can't go on holidays. Can't go on holidays during the season. Yep. Oh, I've, I've heard of lads who had to cancel holidays to, yeah. uh, like, you know, the, the, the club got further city in the breaks. championship. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. yeah. We won yeah. the county final. Now we're in the Leinster, or now we're in the Munster or whatever. So, yeah. you know, we were told to, yeah, we don't get your money back from the club. Mm. You know, just cancel. Uh, make mm. no mistake, the fucking guy are making the money off it, though. Mm. Up, in, up yeah. in Croker, they're making their money. Mm. You know, like, I'm, I've, uh, I don't want to mention it, but I do have two county medals for hurling. So, yeah, yeah. I don't want to, yeah, yeah. Yeah, sorry, you mentioned something there about me hurling. Did you, did uh, yeah. you play hurling? <laughs> I did, yeah. You have yeah. county medals, yeah? I do, yeah. How did you know? Ah, that's just, yeah, I have the look of you. <laughs> Big, thick, fucking culty head in you. Yeah. <laughs> that looks like a lad at bait with hurling. <laughs> I was probably, I probably looked older when I was 16 than I do now, you know. <laughs> <laughs> that but baby face assassin. The funny thing is, like, I remember. Oh, that's me, is it? Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I remember. Hurling, hurling County. No, I, no, it'd be primarily football, but hurling is, you know, it's coming on this last few years, but no, we still wouldn't be. Uh, up there with the elite by any Is it not just Tipperary? Do Tipperary not just win that every year, no? Nah, yeah. Tip, Tipperary and Kilkenny, do they just not take turns with the hurling, no? But like, uh, that's somewhere where you're, you know, if you're if you're going to school and you forget your school bag, it's fine. But if you forget your hurl, you're sent home for it. You know what I mean? <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, I remember uh, when I was playing, um, there would be a lot of pressure on you. Be a lot of pressure on you week in, week out. What age were you playing at then? What age were you? I played. I played under sixteen and I played minors. Mm. And I like. I remember winning the uh, uh, the county final in minor. Oh, sorry, not minor. Under sixteens. And going to the pub after for pints. <laughs> I swear to God. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember. I'll never forget. We were all brought off to celebrate and we were given like uh, dinner, like chicken curry and rice or something in the pub. <laughs> and of course, a few of us who looked a little bit older just went up to the bar and gone, get a pint of Heineken off you. Yeah, yeah, no problem. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> if you're man enough to swing a hurley, you're man enough to drink a pint. <laughs> there you go, yeah. You, you'd only get on if you drank pints. Uh, yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. But uh, I'm only kidding. Um, but all that would be, Jesus, yeah, that'd be like heavily scrutinised now, all right, you know. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, know. yeah. But uh, yeah, yeah, but there is, there's a lot of pressure on um, on young lads, you know, to... Mm. Um, well, on, on the two Johnnies, I mean, they're the boys play, I think they played hurling and football and stuff like that. Mm. And Johnny Johnny Smacks, he, he spoke about uh, his weight, his issues with his weight and just being told, you need to lose weight, you need to lose X amount of stone. Mm. Um, and he said, oh, awesome. he said he starved himself to the point that he just couldn't play. He was that hungry. Ridiculous. Starving himself trying to make the weight and how yeah. self-conscious he is then with the tight-fitting, the tight-fitting jerseys that the, the, the yeah, GAA yeah, brought yeah. in now and stuff like that. You know, very self-conscious around his, mm. around his body weight. But he said, you know, I wasn't told. I wasn't told. Well, here's the, here's a here's a nutrition plan for you. Here's a diet plan. Here's a exercise plan. He says, yeah. you just need to fucking lose weight. You look at some, like I know people who could be like 18, 19 stone and they would run rings around you. You look mm, at some of the mm. rugby players. You know, oh, yeah. They yeah. don't exactly look like athletes. You know? mm. yeah. But the thing are built differently. Like I, yeah, yeah. I just have to look at a picture of the Last Supper and I put on two pound. <laughs> <laughs> 
Where'd it go? What's, G- what's Jesus got there? What's that? What's that? Hummus? This is a bit of naan bread. Oh, lovely. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Hold on. Jesus, you, Kebabs. <laughs> Jesus, you didn't finish it. Was that okay for you? <laughs> <laughs> you want me to get you something else? <laughs> uh, you, uh, you, you, you're going you're gonna to finish that there, Jesus. <laughs> no, no, Peter. You, you work away there. Good man. Good man. Sound Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> you just imagine, you know, you're sitting at the I end of the table. I don't care what the Romans say about you. You're fucking dead sound <laughs> in my books, buddy. <laughs> you're sitting there. You're finished your fish. You're finished your bread. And Jesus goes, watch this. Washes. Whack! Ah, no more. <laughs> Jesus, I mean you. <laughs> can you uh, can you make garlic bread? <laughs> <laughs> tap on tap on your wine glass. Top up, please. <laughs> <laughs> Oh well Oh the blasphemy continues I know Two, two levels of blasphemy We're fucking slagging off the GA And yeah. uh, Jesus <laughs> That's about as bad as it gets In fucking Ireland So if you don't hear from yeah. us next week We've been fucking yanked out Of yeah. house and placed In some internment place By the GA secret service Yeah Back in yeah. fucking hurdies Yeah And O'Neill's O'Neill's across our forehead yeah. <laughs> Right what have we got Smiles and rides Go for it Um Giving me quick royal, it's nothing it's nothing major. The fucking cold weather man. Last the cold weather last few nights kills mm. my back. Oh um, right, yeah. Yeah, walking home from work at night and it just it's painful, like, you know. Mm. It's really fucking sore. I get in then and I'm fucked and uh, uh but obviously it's the cold weather, but yeah, so that's that's it's not much, but that's that's me royal just the, the, the cold weather and just how it how much how it affects me back and whatever way mm. obviously your your body contracts uh, with, 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 with the cold yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, whatever way it's grabbing whatever part of my back but right across the middle of my back really fucking really gets me like mm. I remember not long after I had the surgery um, they like I used to struggle to even breathe with it like I remember it was one really cold. One really cold night, like oh, like like that, bent over like an old woman, like um, just like oh fuck, just just trying to breathe with it, whatever mm. whatever way whatever way it affects it. So so the cold weather, yeah. And if you live in Ireland, well actually no, did we have the fucking hottest November recording or something there this year? Yeah, climate change, man. Um, <laughs> we had the hottest weather, which means we had an average of six degrees as opposed to four degrees. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> that's climate change. Uh, um, so that's that's me, Royals. Maybe are we don't smiles and Royals. Are you going? Are we going Royal Royal or smile smile? Should we go Royal Royal? I'll give you a Royal. Give us so a Royal. Finish on yeah. two smiles for a bit yeah, of positivity. Yeah. One thing I started to notice, and you pointed it out, and Helen pointed it out in the episode about uh, EMDR. Um, is people using terms loosely like triggered? Triggered. Yeah, yeah. You were talking about the OCDs and I'm OCD about my house and you were saying, oh, mm. no, that's not OCD, trust me. But it's just something I've noticed that's creeped into people's vocabulary lately. You know, people saying stuff like, oh, I seen Trump on the telly and I was just triggered by it. Mm-hmm. No, I presume you were frustrated or he annoyed yeah, you or yeah, something yeah. or, you know, Piers Morgan, oh, he triggers me. <laughs> no, he just pisses you off. off. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But... It, I'd imagine it's a big insult for anybody uh, who does get triggered to be kind of have their their experience belittled. Mm. Would it be right in saying that from what we've heard from people coming on to talk to us about anxiety attacks and what triggers them, 
Yeah. I can imagine that's a big kick in the face for anybody who goes through that. For somebody to say, oh, like, the queue and pennies was just too long and I was just triggered by it. I'd be triggered, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, absolutely. And, I, and I'd, I've even got to the point where I have to be conscious of it. And I'd say that in the kind of correct vernacular with clients, like, mm. something, something, okay, and that triggered. But as you say, that's been kind of watered down now. Because yeah, it's, it, yeah. it's entered the kind of common lexicon. So yeah, but yeah, and it's, yeah, and like you said, absolutely as well. With the, with the OCD, it's like you don't know having your house clean. That that you know, that's that's just maybe a little bit of anxiety, that, or just liking a clean house. Control. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, or hygiene. Like, <laughs> you know, OCD is um, you know examples of actual OCD I've had like uh, pre COVID. You know, a, a young lad coming into me, fourteen or something like that and shaking his hand and his hands were like shaking the hand of a fucking 65 year old labourer who's done nothing but work on the buildings like Jesus. his hands were that raw red from washing them all the time okay, OC- yeah. OCD is uh, having to drive back down the road three times Mr. the bin man oh, on, boys, on time yeah fair play yeah. Uh, they're consistent anyway who is yeah. Fair play, AES. AES, so ah, I if, use AES as well. They're very yeah, good. Yeah. Just if anyone's listening, your bin men are always around here at around ten o'clock. So. And funny enough, I'm waiting on AES to collect the recycle bin outside. Of them. And they're up here. Oh. They're up here, man. They're gonna be a while before they get to you. <laughs> they might have more than one truck. I'm not sure though. You know. They reckon. They might. Oh, not sure. Yeah, maybe, maybe. For me too. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So OCD is you know having to drive back down the road three times. Yeah. For fear that you knock someone down. OCD is um, uh, being afraid to leave the house without going through a certain routine because someone's mm-hmm. going to die. That's that's OCD. Yeah, yeah. You know, I remember um, uh, sister's friend years ago. You'd see her. She'd have to run around our garden three times before she'd knock on our door for her. And we'd be laughing because you'd be looking out the sitting room window going and you'd be calling the sister. So there, she's here for you. Oh, grand. Before she even knocked, because she'd be still running around. Just doing her laps. Yeah. I don't know. We laugh about it. We're probably shutting them in. Mm. You know, that's, nah, but that's uh, just, And look, there's various levels of it. Obviously, it's not all life threatening, but like, yeah, but as you say, like, you know, I've OCD because I like the house clean. No, no. Uh, I'm triggered. No, you're not. No, you're not. Yeah. You know, yeah. yeah, yeah but there's an interesting right. one. Do you remember the podcast I was telling you about there a couple of weeks ago about um, it was a This American Life and it was a, yeah, yeah. a girl on about uh, she went through therapy on the podcast mm. Mm. and um, it was it was interesting to hear uh, around Trump. I know we spoke about Trump and I don't want to keep talking about him but she was saying that when Trump was elected she had a serious uh, anxiety attack because she was abused or she was mm. attacked. And then you had a guy who said, oh, we just grab women by the pussy, who's elected by the country uh, to lead. Sorry, I'm distracted there by your bin men and your mic going on and off. <laughs> I'm trying to mute it until the bin men ah, fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> so sorry. See, the, the sound I, did, so I didn't want to cut over your story. Yeah. They're, they're gone now. I didn't, want to, I didn't want to interrupt your story, which clearly I did by trying not to interrupt your story. You're a great man to interrupt. <laughs> <laughs> it's what I do. It's one of my special skills. I'll have to stick it on the, I'll have to stick it on the uh, bio on the, on the website. There you go. Um, yeah, but absolutely. Yeah. And there's, here you've got the fucking president going around talking about, oh yeah, you just grabbed me the pussy. Like, they love mm. that. They let you do that. Yeah, absolutely that's going to trigger people that have been sexually assaulted raped sexually abused and got away with it 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I got yeah. away with it. You come out saying these sort of things and nothing happens. Mm. Right, give me a royal. Oh, the call does me royal. Uh, oh, that was your royal. Right, give me yeah, a smile. That, that's my royal. Couple of smiles. Well, yeah. one, one of them is... Uh, it's it's a smile and, and and then it leads into a ride as well. So Schumacher, Mick Schumacher won the F two, the last last race of the season. So that 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 made me smile. He f- nearly fucked it all up because he locked up going into the second bend, flat spot on his tire, had to pit for tires and finished sixteenth or something like that, but still won because the other lad didn't score either. Uh, and then right. in the Formula One, Hamilton got um, Hamilton got COVID, so George Russell from Williams team he stepped up into the Mercedes was like uh, two thousands of a second away from getting pole position. Wow. In a car he didn't even fit into. Had to Jeez. wear smaller boots, his feet didn't even fit fit into the into the cockpit of the My car. My God. Um, and then he was pissing away in the lead of the race and Mercedes fucked up the pit stop, getting the wrong tires and uh, Is that a royal or a smile? Now that's that's leading into a royal. Yeah. Oh, that's but, leading into a royal. But his, his performance was amazing. Like you know, here's this car. I know he's their test driver, but they get to do fuck all the time. Carry doesn't even fit into because he's quite tall. I think he's like six four or something like that. Um, and doesn't even fit into the car. Two thousand, you know, two thousands of a second up with Ham- uh, up with Botas in in the other car who's been driving that car for years. Like mm-hmm. um, sticks, you know, pisses off into the lead, and then the team fucked up the the pit stop. And then he he changed so he called back in, changed the tires. He was on course then to take back the lead because he was on fresh tires, and he got a puncture, and he ended up fucking finishing eight or ninth or something mm. like that. And uh, like everyone was like, "No, you poor fucker!" Like, and you know what's the chance of him getting to drive that car again? So mm. it's like, "Oh, is Hamilton going to be is Hamilton going to be okay for the last race this weekend?" Everyone's like, "Oh, give Russell a drive, give Russell a drive. He he deserves." But then Checo won. Perez Perez won his first race. Which was which was brilliant. Do you have another smile? Yeah, a little, little nice little smile. Um, so obviously there's no Christmas parties and stuff like that. So my next door neighbor, mm. next door neighbor Mary, there's uh, where I live. There's a few new houses I've been built there last year, the year before. So we're in a small little cul-de-sac. There's ten houses maybe, and they just one of the neighbors dressed up as Santa then, and um, uh, just went out onto the road to give the kids a, a selection box and oh, stuff like that. Oh, that's lovely, lovely. So, which, and I thought, oh, that's fucking lovely. That's that's great. Well, you know, fair play to Mary. Fair, fair play for organising that, like. But then, like, Thursday night, uh, I was teaching the, the, the mindfulness for men and Mary was like, oh, one of the neighbours was saying, oh, well, maybe if we give the kids a small present, like, you know, oh, 10, or, 10 or 20 euros, like, you know, nothing, nothing huge. I'm like, the fuck am I going to get a present at this time like and I'm working in the morning and then I'm picking James up straight from work like mm. the fuck am I going to get time to get a present so I was like well right I may dip into the <laughs> I may dip into the his Christmas present stash <laughs> <laughs> oh so you have to get a present give it to yeah, Santi yeah. and then Santi gives it to James exactly oh yeah, yeah, very yeah. good very and then good, I was yeah. like, and then because we're saying that so I got him a nice Lego space shuttle thing and he was like oh can I open it daddy can I open it I was like I mean, you can open it when you go inside because I was conscious then of, well, I don't know what the other kids have got and mm. they might have got something, something better really or small. That's no, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then I'm like, no. Oh, how come James is after getting the big Lego set there? Um, so I was like, oh shit. <laughs> so, yeah. But it was lovely, you know. We could call out, and he didn't know what was going on. I said, oh, nice. And like, you're, you know, mammy's, you know, mammy collecting it later, so you can stay a little bit longer. And we went. There's music. And he's like, I was wondering what the music was, and. You know, Santi gave him a little selection box and then his present and stuff like that. And well, I tell you, what was really nice. Uh, you know, they laid out drinks and sweets and mince pies and stuff like that. I was like, oh, do you want some, James? No, I'm okay, thank you. No, no, thanks very much. I was like, ah, and they wasn't even saying, I'd say thanks. You know, say thanks. Yeah, 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 like, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I'm okay, thank you. 
very and good. I was like, ah, that was, it was just yeah. really nice. I just hear little manners out of him, like, you know, yeah, yeah, you know, it was, it was lovely. And then he was crying because he didn't want to go home, uh, but he was only, <laughs> he only wanted to stay on the road for a few minutes, yeah, he, like, he wanted to go inside and open the present, <laughs> yeah, 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 that's the thing. But yeah. then, he, then he didn't want to go. I was like, is it the party? He goes, no, I just, I just, I just don't want to go home, so mm. um, so we'll have a good weekend now this week, so his birthday, birthday party uh, well it's just a cake for the family and stuff like that mm. tomorrow and my auntie Gita she makes these incredible uh, basically any cake you want and they're fantastic and amazing things so we collect the cake off her give them his presents and then I'm going to try and get up to Dublin then Saturday morning and um, I, I thought what I try to do with them is uh, you know comic books sell for big money um years years down the line mm-hmm. but not that i was just like well maybe we'll go up to one of the big comic shops up in dublin and you can you know you can pick out a a few comics for yourself oh, very just good. En- encourage the reading encourage yeah, yeah. the you know and also encourage look after them you know then in years to come they may be worth a, a lot of money you know comic books some of the uh, some comic books can sell for over a million like action comics number one first appearance of superman and stuff like that detective mm-hmm. comics they can sell for you know, big, yeah. big money, but it's not even that. It's just to go. Oh, well, okay. Well, let's go and you pick out your book now, and you know, you 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 read it then. Well, mm. Obviously, I'll read it, but you know, they're there from then in, in the future. So I just thought it'd be a nice little, yeah, oh, good a nice thinking, little yeah, tradition yeah. to start with yeah. them, like, you know. Yeah. yeah, yeah, sounds good. So that's 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 me smiles and rails. Good stuff. That's your smiles. Uh, smiles is. Do, 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 do. do you know what I watched the other day for the first time ever? I watched The Grinch. And we all sat down. Jim Carrey one, isn't it? No, it was the, uh, oh, the animated Benedict, one. Benedict Cumberbatch. Uh, yeah, Benedict Cumberbatch yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, the animated. I think it was two years old at this stage. Mm-hmm. But um, that's yeah, a nice little film. Yeah, it was a great film. I really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. And uh, we just sat down with a bit of chocolate, a couple of treats, and watched the film. But <laughs> I, I, I've going into the movie. I knew it was a, about a big green fella who wanted mm. to steal Christmas and that's mm. all I ever knew you know mm. but it was funny I'm watching the film now and I'm going now there's a reason he's grumpy there has to be a reason he's grumpy <laughs> welcome to the fucking Matrix man you're out of Matrix now you can't unsee this shit <laughs> but it's funny you know you, you know and I'm chatting away to you know my little one and uh, she's four and a half and I'm, you know, just gonna <laughs> probably annoying the hell out of her while she's finding the. Yeah, the stop analysing the Grinch, Daddy. Exactly, Let's just yeah. enjoy the fucking film. <laughs> <laughs> and you see that, Alan? Lad, you can tell him to fuck right off because you know that's where you're getting it from. <laughs> you used to be grand before you started doing that thing with him. <laughs> now you're questioning everything. Very good. <laughs> <laughs> and why are you saying that to me, Quiva? <laughs> <laughs> Um, hurt people hurt people Quiva. that's all that's wrong with the Grinch but it's it's funny and it is you know that's yeah, effectively yeah. the story the Grinch didn't hate I mean? Christmas he hated fucking people he, well no he he loved people Yeah, he, yeah. he loved company but he didn't have company he yeah, never had company yeah. he never had Christmas has to cut off from that need you see mm. yeah. and you know you, you often see parts in the, the character I know it's only a cartoon and we should be analysing it but mm-hmm. you, you see parts of where he's kind of uh, he's looking over the, the big hills and uh, everybody's uh, in the village and they're singing away and he's kind of his face softens and then it hardens again and you know where he obviously wants to be part of that and you know it's a little girl who kind of um, uh, who kind of broke him nearly but made him see the errors of his ways but it was lovely but again mm. you know um 
like you say, hurt people, hurt people. And, you know, he only wanted to, he didn't want to actually steal Christmas. He wanted to take their happiness away. So yeah, they could yeah. be on the same level as him. Yeah. You know, and that when was that? Reflected that was, his unhappiness. Mm, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that was, uh, that's Dr. Seuss. So that would have been written mm. oh, many years ago. And yeah, yeah, it's yeah. still the same cycle. People are still doing the same thing, you know. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, so that's the Grinch. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, man. <laughs> Took all enjoyment over. <laughs> Thank you very much. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, do you know what we're doing as well, which is great crack. Um, Elf on the Shelf. Do you do that with James? No. no. Um, so if, uh, if anybody doesn't know what Elf on the Shelf is, basically. Uh, an elf that arrives um, when you put up your Christmas decorations and every day you have to kind of swap the elf and put her, her or him in a different location or doing a different thing. They tend to be bold, so um, <laughs> which is fun the night before when you're going, what will we make her do? What will we make her do? You know? So you're trying to come up with ideas. Only the biggest pain in the arse is when you're lying in bed and you're going, did you take something out for dinner? Yeah. Did you lock the doors? Yeah. Did you move the elf? Ah, bollocks! Oh, bed. <laughs> yeah, oh, bed. Yeah, half one in the morning, looking for an elf. Well, what, what, what will I get her to do now? Jesus Christ! You know, only for the kids to come in at seven o'clock in the morning. Let's go find the elf. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. that fucking elf! <laughs> you see that little? <laughs> I've seen a couple of good memes of like um, the elf on the shelf, like. <laughs> snorting a line of coke oh, yeah, with yeah. a few naked Barbies around him and stuff like that <laughs> <laughs> there's a few good ones but um, yeah. I managed to I see, I seen an ID online so I just completely robbed it where I got a piece of tread and tied it to the top of the elf and danced the elf around the kitchen and videoed it I was like, oh, we God. set up a secret camera, you know what I mean and we can see what she's doing at night time but I found it was kind of hard to kind of dictate what the elf was going to do and where she was going to go. We Laura made up Rice Krispie buns, so we, we made out that the elf made these and this is what she was doing, you know. Brilliant. But I thought to myself, do you know what I'm going to do next time? I'm going to record it backwards and I'm going to flip the video because it'll be much easier if it was done in reverse. But <laughs> you just flip the, the video. So mm. that's my intentions next time. Yeah, very good. Yeah. There you we'll go. See how it works. that idea. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Actually... Uh, I said it to you we didn't we forgot to talk about last week better mention this week so uh, the next one will be our last one of the year is it? Uh, I think so what day is it today? Uh, da, 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 da. Um, you said do, do, you don't do, want do, to do, do, do them do. over the two weeks is it? yeah yeah. I'm taking a break over the two weeks so yeah so next week yeah, next, next week, week. will be our last one so yeah, what we want week. to do we want to maybe do a Christmas one or something like that but what we want to do is we want it's been a shit year we mm. know it's been a fucking shit year uh, but hopefully we can round out the year with a lot of smiles. So if people message us, email us, direct message us, anyway, use STMH smile as a hashtag, and we'll read out then, you know, some good Brilliant. some good yeah, things yeah. from the year. Yeah, um, we'll kind of round round out the round round out the year on a few smiles. So pop. whatever it is, if yeah. you've achieved something, if you've lost weight, if you've learned a language, if you've uh, I don't know. Whatever, whatever has hobby. been a high point for you. Start Relationship, hobby, yeah. whatever. Yeah, absolutely. New job. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anything. Realize anything the importance of family. Fun. You know, I've got mm. to spend more time with your kids. True. Uh, whatever, whatever it may be. Mm. Uh, tag us with STMH, hashtag STMH smile, or email us hello at STMHpodcast.com. Get us on any of the social medias. 
tag us on Twitter, send us a message, tweet at us, fucking slide into the DMs, anything, just anything to do. So let's 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 send out the year with uh, with with a year of smiles. We we know it's been fucking shit, um, mm. and we're not, you know, we're not deluded and thinking, oh, isn't that great? But let's let's kind of end it on some, let's kind of end the year on some on some good yeah. news. Yeah, sounds good. Let's yeah. do it. So anger is something we said we talk about a while ago, and mm. it's something I suppose a lot of people struggle with, but. Is anger normal? Absolutely, yeah. It's a normal anger. emotion. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, ang- anger tells us something's not right. Ang- anger's, you know, it's our way of protecting ourselves. It's a way of standing up for what we believe in. Anger gets such a negative rap. Mm, yeah. You know, it, we, we, we consider it a very negative emotion. But the only problem with anger is how it's expressed. Okay. You know, so if you're going around fucking punching the head off people or... Uh, breaking shit and stuff like that, and roaring and shouting and abusing people. Then it's a, then it's a problem. Mm-hmm. But you know, anger in and of itself is nothing wrong. It's you know we we spoke you know you'll hear us mentioned frequently in the previous ones of fight or flight. Mm-hmm. You know, anger is the fight response to to a threat, and anxiety is the flight. Um, so it's about it's about mobilization. It's about okay. um, you know giving us that energy to do something. We spoke before about. Uh, Trump as as we frequently do, you know, and grabbing by the pussy, and a lot of women went and marched over in America, in protest. Mm-hmm. You know, in Ireland we had the water charges there a few years ago, and for once, <laughs> for once in a fucking country so known for, oh, fuck them, fuck them all. Yeah, yeah. But I'm, I'm still going to pay it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, we actually mobilised and, and we did something about it. So anger, anger. You know, a famous, famous, the very famous one of um, Live Aid. Uh, years ago Bob Geller famously mm-hmm. on TV give us your fucking money you know so so angered at uh, the famine in Ethiopia um, got all his mates around had a big gig and you know all the millions that was raised for that and then given to a government that's uh, basically engaged in genocide but we <laughs> 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 won't, won't mention that part of it <laughs> no it's not the one that's commonly um, uh, no not what you think no. of when you think of do they know it's Christmas <laughs> <laughs> but that anger you know mobilised mobilising to, to take some some action so mm. anger in anger in and of itself there's, there's nothing wrong with it um, it's just the main problem is how it's expressed now I mean it's a very common one and you would have heard me talk about it before because it's my experience in the in clinical practice mm. you know anger is a very common one for men you know I, men can do anger no, we can't do ang- we can't do anxiety, we can't do depression, but we can do anger. Okay. And we've no problem and we've no problem talking about that. You know, we've no problem oh, I had to go and see a lad there, you know, I had a, had a few anger problems, you know, oh yeah, sure fuck ah oh, yeah, you know, should we not lose the head like, you know? Mm. As opposed to oh, I had to go and see a lad there, you know, I've been feeling quite depressed. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, right, right. Anger right, management. Look, yeah. up, come on, we get a fucking point you yeah. Can't, like. Yeah, you know, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Anger management. They mm. argue in for the anger management. And right. But I presume under the anger, there's something else. Absolutely, and that's causing the so anger. very, very often it's the anxiety that's under the okay. that's under the anger, or it's the depression that's under the anger. And actually, one of the things for children and teenagers, uh, depression doesn't manifest itself as as we know depression. That sadness, that lethargy, that's that that feeling numb in children and and teenagers. It manifests as anger. And actually, in the DSM, okay. uh, that's that's one of the kind of notes around it. What's uh, the DSM? The DSM, so it's the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of uh, Mental Disorders, I think. Okay. 
So basically, that tells you your your criteria. So oh what yes, was, what yeah. was the one we mentioned on before? Um, uh, with when we had Helen on, and we were talking about PTSD, trauma, mm, and stuff like yeah. that. You know, you have to match. We'd say five out of nine. Uh, yeah. To be clinically diagnosed with trauma, but what if you only have four? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh yeah, well, yeah. technically you don't fit the diagnosis. So your doctor or whoever you may be going to, and you know a lot of this is fucking driven by mm. health insurance and stuff like that. Um, that oh well you don't have it, so we're not going to pay out uh, because okay. you know stuff like that. So yeah, but you have to match X amount of criteria. Yeah, but on the yeah. one for maybe like a minor depressive disorder or a major depressive disorder, it has that kind of note that you know for young children may manifest as. Uh, aggression or agitation and stuff like that so mm. so just just for any parents you know just bear that in mind if you're if your child or your teenager is very angry in all likelihood they may be they may be very depressed um, and, and, and what, the interesting thing is you know especially when you're dealing with teenagers um some people might say oh it's hormones teenage hormones yeah yeah yeah, yeah. or maybe there's something wrong mm. you know mm. and i and i you know, I, I I have a strong affinity for the, for the teenagers that I work with. Obviously, with 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 my masters being in child and adolescence, you know, they're very misunderstood. But they don't understand themselves, and they're very mm. misunderstood by their parents and as well. Like you and know, it's a very confusing time for a teenager. Yeah, it's fucking horrible, man. Mm. You know, the amount like one time, you know, like frequently ask uh, parents that will come in that might be having trouble with their teenagers. Say, well, would you go back to being a teenager? Oh fuck no. Would you go back to being a teenager with everything that they have now, with the social media, mm. with Snapchat and all that? Absolutely not. It's like, yeah. this is the world they live in. Like, yeah. Mm. You know, one person said, oh, yeah, I'd love to go back to being a teenager. I'm like, well, you're the, <laughs> you're the exception to the rule because every other parent, every other person is like, Teen, being a teenager was shit. Like, Oh, well, look, no <laughs> responsibilities, all your mm. meals paid for, free electricity. I could do it for a week. (laughs) (laughs) Stay in my room listening to music all the time. Yeah, but you know, you're driven driven to this piece towards, you know, independence. Mm. But you're still dependent. Of course, yeah. Your parents still get to dictate the rules. As long as you're living under my roof. Yeah. You know, you'll do what I say. You know, and as long as you're, I want to go with my friends. You can't be with your friends. You have to be back in. You know, it's a very, it's a very difficult time for them. Mm, yeah. Um, so just to note that, that, you know, it may manifest as, as, as anger, but they may be depressed. So with, the, particularly with the men that I see, um, you know, well, actually they're anxious or actually they're depressed, mm. but it's easier to be aggressive. It's manifesting in the fight. I remember I had one, one guy a couple of years ago, lo- lovely guy, really did some great work in therapy and really turned his life around and came in anger. And usually when the men come in to me, what well, I say to them is, are you here because you want to be? Or are you here because the missus is making you be here? Mm-hmm. The missus says, I have to come. Mm-hmm. He says, if I don't go and talk to someone, we're done. Like, I say, well, okay, well, you're here. So let's, let's fucking make use of the, let's, let's make use of the time that we have together. Mm-hmm. But th- this particular guy, um, you know, with, with the anger, but it was actually, he was riddled with anxiety. And that, that was his own words where, you know, when he noticed in his family, so as he became aware of, oh, actually, I'm actually very ang- I'm actually very anxious. Right, yeah. And then he's seen it goes, my parents are the same. My sister's the same. We're all fucking riddled with it. Wow, yeah. You know, there was this anxiety in his family that, you know, none of them were even aware of. But as he, mm. be- as he became aware of, you know, through coming to me, he was like, they're all fucking riddled with anxiety. Wow. You can see it in the whole time. But for him, it was manifesting in the, in the in, in anger mm. 
And can the anger come from not knowing what's wrong with you? Yeah. Knowing there's a problem, but not being able to figure it out and just going, yeah. ah. Yeah. So, as I said, it's it's a way of indicating there's something wrong. And if you don't know what's wrong, you don't know what you're feeling. Mm. And, you know, so, you know, when, and I'll always, I'll always say it to the clients, you know, I work well with uh, clients with anger and stuff like that because I know all we need to do is we need to get, get to the source of it. Okay. And, and, you know, and I would describe the anger as like fuel. Mm-hmm. Um, and once that fuel is there, it only takes a spark to to set it off. Yeah, yeah. So if we exhaust that fuel source, you're not going to be as to go back to what we said earlier. You're not going to be as triggered. Mm-hmm. It's not you know if there's no fuel, then a spark isn't going to do anything. Yeah, you know it needs you know fire needs uh, ignition, it needs oxygen, and it needs a fuel source. Mm-hmm. If there's no fuel source, you're not going to have any any fire. So when we get to the root of that, I'm very often. Uh, what what I would see is bullying when they were younger or mm-hmm. an authoritarian parent, a dictator, whether it's uh, physically abusive or just an, uh, verbally aggressive, verbally abusive, emotionally abusive, mm-hmm. that all of the anger that you rightly feel. So your body will, your, you know, your body will be mobilizing you for fight or flight, mm-hmm. but you don't get to, you don't get to mobilize that because, well, if you react to a parent there's going to be negative consequences you may get a fucking dig you may get a slap mm-hmm. if you hit back at the bully you're going to get the bollocks better out of you so you mm-hmm. have to repress that um you have to repress that those emotional feelings what happens when you suppress anger yeah so one one way i'd kind of describe it would be you, you got your bin in the kitchen i mean got a bin in the kitchen mm-hmm. got your flip top lid yeah uh, bin in the kitchen or your bin out the back. Sometimes when, uh, maybe maybe more so your bin out the back, uh, your big bin, <laughs> as we wait for the bin bin. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, let's, let's use that as an analogy. You know, sometimes, you know, there might be, might be a rip in the bag as you're fucking dragging it out <laughs> to the bin and you leak shit all oh, over the floor. worst thing in the world. And, uh, yeah. and it's like, oh, it's all my fucking shoes and, ah, oh, what, fuck, it's all rotten. But you, you end up getting the bag into the bin anyway. But, you know, all of those rips and all of that shite that seeps out eventually comes to rest in the in the bottom of your bin and, and mm-hmm. you can't recognise what any of it is it's like oh I think that's, a, that's a bit of an eggshell I think or oh, a bit of a banana skin there but it just kind of dissolves into this fucking sludge mm-hmm. you know that nothing is really recognisable yeah and that's kind of the same as with the anger that when you push it down and you push it down eventually you don't know what's causing it it's just there so what I would normally the, the kind of example I'd normally use with clients this, this you know maybe it's the actor in me and I just kind of improv but you know something came to be there one day I was, uh, had a client who was actually in for depression seriously depressed but was, there was a lot of repressed anger towards uh, toward a parent and he's like well you know and he's like I'm fucking snapping now I'm angry the whole time so well that's that's common with depression I said, but also what you have to remember is when you repress all of that anger and I had I had a glass of water at the time I always have a glass of water and as I was taking a drink I was like, look, I said, it's like this. So I took the glass of water. I filled it to the top. And then I said, now, if I add in more drops, it's not those little drops that's overflowing the glass. It's everything else that's in there. Mm. Those little drops in that glass on their own, it would be nothing. But because of everything else that's already in there, okay. it's causing it to it's causing it to overflow. Mm. So, you know, we're easily triggered then because it's, 
uh, it's it's anger that's all that's that's just seething away there yeah yeah so when when we have to repress that anger that we can't express to a parent or we can't we can't express as a bully uh, i'll give you an example of that you know we spoke about fight or flight with the anger uh but there's also fight flight freeze or flop faint mm, go, go yeah, yeah yeah um and i teach i teach this i teach uh, an anger workshop to uh up in carp which is an addiction an addiction place up in Tala. And I was, and, you know, I was describing all of this around the anger, and I was talking about the fight, flight, freeze, flop, and then the boys. I mean, the boys are dead sound, pure, pure Tala heads, obviously, but you know, but they're they're, they're dead sound. They're like, oh yeah, we were around the fucking uh, around the shops there the other day, and your man was getting a fucking hiding, so he was, and he was up and they had him held up against the rail, and then your man's just boxing the fucking face off, and I'm like, defend yourself, pal, fucking hit him back, hit him back. But what happened was he went into fight, flight, freeze, or flop. And mm. the, and the reality of it was well if he hit back or defended himself so he chose he chose freeze or flop because the alternative would have been to fight back in which case six lads would have been kicking the ball yeah, yeah 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 as opposed to I'll take it I'll stand here I'll take it I'll take it so he made a rational decision in a sense no he didn't make a rational it's a, a totally unconscious decision it's, it's, okay it's, right you know, the primitive part of his brain just kicked in but you know he isn't he isn't cognitive thinking hmm right. Let's not, you know, this is this is quick as a flash. Yeah, yeah. You know, and for anyone that's, you know, kind of quick to anger, um, you know, it's you're not thinking about it. You're not thinking mm-hmm. that person there now has said something to me which has um, actually that reminds me of something. I get that you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Used to say it to me. You know, there's no con, but this is what therapy does. Mm-hmm. So as we bring these implicit thoughts, the unconscious thoughts, to the surface, then mm. it's like. It no longer has the same power over us. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah, I know what you mean. Mm. Um, you know, going back to your analogy about the glass, you know, he has to empty mm. out that glass before yeah. other stuff falls in, which it inevitably, inevitably will. Um, but should you stop somebody getting angry? Or does that get them worse? You know, like if somebody's well, angry, we never calm down. <laughs> well, that's it. You know, like it should just say to somebody, don't be angry. Well, it's not, you don't be them? angry, but, you know, you can say stop shouting at me or stop being so aggressive or stop being, you know, whatever that is. Mm-hmm. You, you can say that. And, you know, sometimes people, you know, they don't know they're in such a rage. So it's like, well, oh, OK, hang on a second. Now. Stop, stop mm-hmm. shouting. Uh, or, you know, so as you, you know, you mentioned it there of uh, the anger management, you know, and uh, with, with the with bunny ears. Mm-hmm. In, in quotation marks you know and what I'd say to, you know to anyone that comes into me around anger and obviously to see a huge change then over the sessions like well did I do any anger management I said did I give you any tips I said she can look all that shit up on the internet mm-hmm. count to ten leave the room take some deep breaths you know all you, you can easily google that I said but mm-hmm. what we've done is we've cut it off at the source yeah we've exhausted that fuel supply um, you know I remember one time as we talk about the bullying and that other instance, um, for people that aren't aware, I can be quite fucking pig-headed. I'm pure stubborn. It's it's driven me to, to do things. Uh, I don't let things get the best of me. I remember, when, I remember when I was in school, maybe first or second year, uh, and obviously there was my friends that I hung around with, and, you know, it was a typical sort of thing. There was our road and their road, you know, mm-hmm. this, this kind of fucking thing, um, pure tribalism. But one way we'd go home from school was we had to go past a certain area and there was a group of lads there that would have been, you know, quite, quite bullying. 
and stuff like that. And um, the boys were like, oh, I'm not going home that way. No, fuck that. I'm like, no, fuck them. I'm going. I don't care. Mm. So I went on my own. And they started, I mean, they were pushing me on my bike and stuff like that. Um, and uh, But I got home. <laughs> and uh, For whatever fucking, no, oh, Jesus, I must have been younger than that. I must have been in primary school. Whatever reason, my father's boss happened to be in the house. And I come in, and I was like, fuck's sake, they're out there, and he beat me up, and now they're fucking pushing me, you know, and this kind of mm. thing just burst in the door, like, and yeah. let all of this out. <laughs> and there was my dad's boss or something like <laughs> <Yeah>. that. <laughs> so that's, that's my pure fucking big head in this. But mm. it was also, okay, represses. But then as soon as I got home, it was like, Argh! and and, and I yeah. let it all out. So anger so is like, good to express, as long as you're yeah. not injuring somebody, hurting somebody emotionally, physically. Yeah. Now, what can know. also happen is there's what's called displaced anger. Um, so that's where you don't direct that anger. And this is where depression can also manifest because depression can be internalized anger. You, you don't get to express the anger as your, your desired target. So let's say, for example, you go into work, you get a fucking bollocking off the boss and then you go home and kick the cat because you're in mm-hmm. bad form. That's that's displaced anger. You couldn't kick the boss. Okay. But you've kicked the cat. Or you go home and you take it out in the way for kids. Or it's like, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. don't take it out on us. Like, mm-hmm. That's displaced anger. But it's still that need to vent, you know. To, that's to probably a common thing, especially in relationships. Mm. You know. Um, yeah, like you say, um, anger with, I don't know, if you're having trouble with a teenager and they're not doing what they're told. And mm-hmm. then the wife turns out to the husband and goes, you do something about that, you know. Um, yeah. or there's anger manifesting in other ways like I'm fucking sick of you leaving your plates on the counter or whatever you know yeah, so yeah. say that's a common thing yeah 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 look there, I mean there's huge negative effects from, from anger like you know that that bottled up anger then manifesting as depression you know you start to feel unhappy then you're obviously losing interest in things and you know mm-hmm. that the impact of that problems at work if you're blown up in, in fucking work and no one wants to work with you because you're an angry bastard um, you know that's that's probably going to that's probably going to affect your career. Mm. You may turn to alcohol or drugs to try and to try and deal with it. Okay. Um, you know, I may I had one one client with addiction, and you know, whilst they're in the midst of addiction, we never got to we never got to the anger that he had turned to his addiction to to, okay. to numb the feelings of anger. And now that and then when the you know you take the take the addiction away. Now all that anger is is coming up. Okay. Um, because what for, was what was dampening down the fire has now been taken away. Yeah, so the fire is absolutely. roaring. So you need to get Ab- to the to the coal and the briquettes. Abs- absolutely, I said. Mm. Yeah, and actually that client that I first used the the, the glass uh, metaphor with, you know, he was um, twenty years later. Um, you know, he's like, "Why am I fucking feeling all this now?" Because like, you never dealt with it. You've mm-hmm. drank and drugged your way through the last 20, 25 years. Yeah. That now your brain is going, oh, you know that shit you didn't want to deal with? Well, uh, I'm here to tell you, but we need to we need to resolve this. Mm. So, you know, this can get repressed for, for a long time, you know, and then how it manifests. So we turn to addiction or, you know, it affects our work, it affects our relationships, physical problems, headaches, you know, sleep problems. You're not going to sleep if you're fucking riled up. Mm-hmm, you know, your, your body's all charged. <laughs> you know, <laughs> your night is performance. Your night had you, had you riled up, like, you know, your, your body is mobilizing. You're, yeah. not, you're not sleeping. High blood pressure, digestive problems, heart problems. Mm-hmm. You know, there's huge, huge impacts. That, Looking that, for cheap flights on Ryanair to Manchester so it can go and 
have a few stern words <laughs> with the management team. All that kind yeah, of shit. Yeah. yeah. You can do it, Pete. You can do it. No better. Put me in charge. Put I'll me in it. charge. I'll do it. I'm your new Fergie. <laughs> Give me the money. Uh, yeah. You know, we were talking about uh, suppressing anger, but mm. what's the best way to express anger? Well, it's like, it's one, well, one, for example, is, you know, acknowledging you're angry. Okay, I'm angry. You know, mm. name it, name it to tame it. Mm-hmm. Um, because the problem, the problem with anger is, you know, we're not thinking clearly. So for anyone that's ever had an argument with the missus or, whatever, you know, friends or family, and you say some hurtful shit, because you're not thinking clearly. So, you know, we speak, speak before about the prefrontal cortex, prefrontal mm-hmm. cortex, part of your brain in behind uh, your forehead and eyes and uh, kind of the mohawk then at the top of your brain, the top of your skull, that, that piece, that, that's cognitive thought, that's, you know, rational thought, cognition, language, all of that kind of stuff. Um, that goes offline when you go into, you know, pure, pure rage. Okay. Um, so, you know, road, you know, road rage. You see people fucking driving other cars off the road. You see them, you know, mm. horrendous, horrendous stuff because they can't control their anger because they're not thinking clearly. Yeah. Um, so when that part goes offline, you're, you know, you're in a state of rage. Mm. Um, you're not thinking clearly. Using and, that. Yeah. Um, I've often wondered how come people are so angry when they drive? as opposed to when they walk down the street. Like, if you're walking down the street and somebody bumps into you, it'll just be a case of, uh, oh, sorry about that. Yeah, yeah, you're grand. But yeah. if somebody bumped into your car, be ah, bastard! Yeah. You know, like, yeah. what? Is yeah. it because you're in your own little world, your own little bubble, and you well, think well, that well, you know, your car Well, your car becomes an extension of yourself, mm. which is why, you know, we don't like people tailgating us. The same way as you wouldn't like someone breathing onto the back of your neck in a queue. Well, I'd be more worried that if I had to hit the brakes, it'll come slamming into the back of my car. Yeah. Mm. I wasn't going to talk about it because I, I, I say this stuff, you know, people pay me to talk about this stuff, but <laughs> I'll, um, you say that I'll give you fucking freebies. <laughs> yeah, man, I'm telling you, no one's going to be fucking paying me for shit. Like, it's like, I'm just going to listen to your podcast. <laughs> so, Dude, fucking taking, taking, taking food on my fucking kid's mouth here. <laughs> unfortunately, um, the world is full of problems. Yeah, <laughs> long um, after me and you are pushing up daisies. <laughs> yeah, so I'll, I'll go into I'll go into it briefly. Mm. Um, so a neuroscientist um, looked at. I'm not going to go into the backstory why he, you know, how he came to mm-hmm. examine this or anything, but he started um, he started examining. Okay, triggers of rage. Um, and you know what what has been primitive evolutionary purpose of this so it ha- has to serve a purpose um, and he came up with these you know, one. Alan's counting on his fingers just give him a nine second. nine I think it is nine triggers nine <laughs> triggers of rage um, of why why we get angry why we why we why we get into such a state of rage over when when these things are threatened so mm-hmm. it's all about that threat perceived threat whether it's realistic or psychological so first is a threat to our life or limb so obviously if we're if we're threatened you know you're going to fucking that's going to send you into anger you're going to react to that you're going to fight back or you know do what you can to defend yourself nothing as dangerous as a wounded animal mm-hmm. so insult which is a threat to our reputation. Mm-hmm. So again, you go back to, and again, this is all primitive stuff. You go back to primitive caveman times, you're standing in the community, and this is where we get social anxiety and stuff like that. You're standing in the community, your reputation, how you're perceived would dictate, you know, your share of the of, of the of the hunt, stuff like that. Um, you know, that, 
the alpha males, which has been fucking the guy that came up with that concept, actually went and spent an awful lot of time trying to discount the alphas in wolves and stuff like that. So, okay. yeah. Um, but, you know, you traditionally see it in the, in the animal kingdom, you know, the, the, the alpha gets a share of the... Uh, mm. the women gets a share of the food and stuff like that um, and you know then you will see it and, you know particularly in primates and stuff like that or, the, or the, you know the expression the pecking order so he pecks down onto him he pecks down onto him yeah. he pecks down onto him so if you're at the lower end of that of the pecking order you're not going to have access to, to as much food or mates so you're not getting the baths on your genes and mm-hmm. you die and that's the end of your part so a threat to our a threat to our uh, an insult which is a threat to our reputation threat to our family every parent knows you'll fucking kill or be killed for your child threat to our environment uh you know being being our home being our cave someone breaks into your house mm-hmm. uh stuff like that um threat to your mate you know your partner male or female whatever it may be you know that's your um, traditionally, you know, in, in mm-hmm. heterosexual, that's that's your access to reproduction, stuff like that. Uh, order in society. So this is where we get many people angry at Trump. Uh, the water charges, the protests against that, anything that goes against the order of society. Threat to our resources. You know, so someone taking our money, someone taking our car. You know, again, this resources would have been your your food, your food you know your water, livestock, yeah. your you know your crops, whatever it may be. Uh, threat to our tribe. You know, Man United, and you know this is this manifest and mm-hmm. nowadays United versus City. You know, uh, yeah. Catholics versus Protestant, uh, Ireland versus England. Us, you know, and us and them. Mm. You know, an invading, an invading town. You know, as I said, that you know that that ex- experience of bullying that I had. You know, our road against their road, yeah. really, kind of thing. Yeah. Like you know, pure tribal. And then the last one then is being stopped. So being stopped, what we want to do. So you see, drunk people, bouncer tells them you're not getting in. All fucking kicks off because you're and you're impeding me. So what mm-hmm. happens with road rage is it triggers so many of them. Okay. So there's a threat to your life or limb. Mm-hmm. You know, you're just a big one. You know, yeah. a, a car, a fucking one ton or half ton car pounded into you. That, that's, you know, that's a threat to your life or limb. Mm-hmm. Maybe you have your family in the car. Yeah. Maybe you have your mate in the car. Your car is your resources. You've spent a lot of money on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, if someone, if someone's driving fucking 20 miles an hour and you're in a hurry to get somewhere, you're like, come on, the fuck, I'm on a fucking, will you come on, come on. Yeah. You know, you're being stopped. You're being impeded from, you know, from your yeah, freedom yeah. to go where you want to go. So road rage can trigger loads of them. Okay, interesting. Yeah, so that's that's why road rage can be such a trigger for people because mm. it triggers so many of, of, of these different threats or perceived threats. Yeah. To um, to our well being. Um, what's the best way to express your anger? Like you've often heard it shout into a pillow, and you were talking mm. about these um, the break rooms or something like that before. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, just smash, smash up it. a room, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but what's the best way to suppress anger? You know, because Don't if you suppress it, oh, yeah, sorry, you suppress. That's the wrong yeah, way to yeah, express yeah. it. Like what's yeah, the, like? Can you turn away and kind of you know grit your teeth or you know yeah, go so into the room, of, go for a walk, you go to the toilet or something? There's, you know? there's two. Um, there's two kind of schools of thought, you know, so you would say, um, you know, like that shout into a pillow or punch a punch bag or stuff like that. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so two schools of thought around that is, well, it just encourages aggressive behavior. And then the other one is then, well, at least you're expressing it. But mm. you're not roaring and shouting at someone else and you're not punching the head off uh, someone else. Okay. Um, so, you know, start, so generally what I'd say to people starting off would be, okay, if you're in the middle of an argument, just get the fuck out of there. That, mm. that, that, that's the first thing you can do. Um, if you're in the middle of an argument, get out of there, go for a walk, go for a run, do some sit-ups, do some jumping jacks, burn off that energy. Okay. And then, you know, after you've done that, maybe come back and go, right, look, shouldn't have said what I said earlier, um, but, you know, it really upset me when whatever it may have been. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, keeping it bottled up is, is not good. Um, one, one thing I'd always advise the clients would be to use what are called I statements. I can't remember if we spoke about it on any other podcast, but there's always new listeners. Mm-hmm. So an I statement, and, and I kind of describe it like a, a, a mathematical formula. So it's I feel dot, dot, dot. Because normally what we do when we're angry is we go blame. Mm-hmm. You know, you always leave the fucking milk out. You you know, da, 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 da. You, you give it all of that. You're you know, very much pointing the finger at someone else. Mm-hmm. You know, you're scolding. Yeah, yeah, well, you you make me do this and you always do that. And you, 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 you. And people will, obviously, if you come at people with that, then they will go on the defensive. Yeah. I don't always leave the fucking milk out. I just left the milk out this morning. What about all the fucking times when you don't put the you fucking lid back yeah. on the toothpaste? Yeah. No, and then you just get into fucking tit for tat. Cause, mm. Yeah, because I do that. Well, that's because you always leave the fucking toilet seat up. And, you know, all of this kind of yeah. shit that you get into. So the way to diffuse that piece is, you know, saying, I feel. Okay. Well, well, I feel disrespected when you leave the milk out because that means I have to put it away. Mm. So I feel unappreciated. I feel whatever it may be. I feel dot, dot, dot. Yeah. When whatever the instance may be. So I feel abandoned when you go out drinking with the lads. In future, if you maybe just pop me a text. Mm-hmm. So you're offering a solution in that then. Yeah. So you're talking about your feelings, you're not blaming, you're accepting your feelings in it of I feel um, annoyed when you leave the milk out. In future, can you please try and put the milk back in the fridge? So you're talking about your feelings when they do that How and you're offering you. okay. and you're offering a solution then mm. uh, within that then as well um, who are the angrier of the two sexes I think I think generally speaking men which is also a very interesting point because I've had women with anger problems mm. and they what does that then because as a woman you're not supposed to be angry mm-hmm. you know it's okay for men to be aggressive but what if it's the woman so that brings its own kind of gender stereotypes and maybe some shame along with that because it may be a woman that's experienced the anger or maybe the the woman that's aggressive in the in the relationship mm-hmm. so that that brings a kind of very interesting piece around that then as well of uh, because you know generally speaking it tends to be men i think women are and you know whether it's true talking to to friends and stuff like that you know they they tend to talk it out so they tend to be better able to express their emotions so it doesn't build up yeah because they may have they may have been or they're allowed you know allowed Mm. to talk about their feelings yeah 
Alan's doing the bunny ears, by the way. Yeah, yeah, quotation marks again. You I know, know like, yeah. myself and Alan are talking on video, but I noticed a couple of times I do it as well, where I'm yeah. I'm demonstrating something, and uh, I can only imagine anyone who's listening to the actual <laughs> podcast is going, what's your man doing? No. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, Steve, you know, Steve uh, spoke about it last week, of not dealing with the breakup. Mm. You know, so he turned to drink. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the, the the interesting thing around that was, well, he never really fully dealt with the breakup because when he experienced the next breakup, that triggered that downward spiral then okay. as well. Yeah. And what can happen then for any unresolved loss, that can be triggered by another loss. Mm. So if you haven't dealt with the death of someone and then someone else dies, you know, that can send you on that downward spiral because the first death or the first breakup or the first loss yeah, yeah. was was never dealt with. Mm. So, you know... That's that's manifesting then in, in, in the alcohol or stuff like that. Mm. So, you know, when we don't talk about it, and particularly men, and, you know, I, I spoke, actually I mentioned it on the, on the talk I was given last night. I remember reading research that, um, I can't remember, it was one of the evolutionary psychology books I was reading or some other bit of research, but, you know, mothers actually speak more words to their daughters than their sons. So it, it, I think I think it's just it's become just culturally ingrained that you know girls are better able to talk about things or okay. girls are better able to express it mm. um so which is which you know is a very interesting very interesting research in and of itself yeah but i think generally speaking well in my experience in my in my practice it's definitely men mm. way 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 more men and then you know i get brought into the addiction place up in tala because at the root of um of the addiction is anger that they haven't mm. been able to deal with. I mean, I remember I was up there one day, one of the, one of the young lads up there, fucking lovely young lads. I mean, these are all kind of late teens, early 20s. Lo- lo- you know, lovely lads. Mm. But they're in a very disenfranchised area and yeah. the fucking cycle just continues. Married as an alcoholic or a drug yeah, user yeah. or someone in the family and it just perpetuates it. You know, these mm. guys will, you know, they're probably never going to leave that area, probably never going to leave the country and stuff like that. You know, it's it's just that cycle of poverty and stuff like that but I remember one of the lads talking about um, father father came in and fucking he was a young lad was asleep in bed I say young lad I think it's in early 20s was asleep in bed and the fucking father came in and started baiting the bollocks of him and uh, uh, so the young lad fucked the father out the window Jesus Christ yeah now he was, def- he was defending himself, yeah, like, yeah. you know. But the lads were like, oh, you're fucking right too. I would have fucked him through the fucking clothes window, the fucking prick. Mm. And they're all like, yeah, you're fucking right. Fuck him, the fucking prick. But you could see the pain in him. You could see that he's like, I didn't want to throw me that out the window. You, know, you could see that pain in him. Mm. That this is what I had to do. But they were all, all the boys were all fucking G-ing him up. Ah, oh, you're fucking right. Fuck him, the fucking prick. Yeah, yeah. And, it was, and I could see, and I could see, you know, he was sitting there and the raw was kind of set in the semicircle. But I could see his eyes welling up. I could see the pain in the fact that he had to throw his father out the window. Wow. Because the lads wouldn't accept the pain of, God, man, that must have been fucking horrible for you. What was that like for you? How scary yeah, was that yeah. to be waking up, mm. to be beaten and to be, you know, assaulted by yeah, your father yeah, yeah, yeah. and have to do that? Mm. No, you couldn't do that. You couldn't show the vulnerable side. No. Yeah, you're fucking right, man. Fuck him out the fucking window. Mm. Yeah, you have to be the guy that won the fight. Yeah, mm. and they're all, yeah, you're dead, right? For anyone around the world that doesn't know, that's, that's my attempt at a 
dubbla nacken. Napar, napar. I'm half dubs. But you know, you could, I, I never forget that. I just never forget that pain in his eyes. Yeah. The eyes welling up. Mm. Oh, yeah. But like, they were all just gene them on. Like, yeah, you're fucking nice. Fuck him. Of all things, a parent. Nobody wants to assault a parent. Man, man, he imagine being fucking walking up to an assault. Yeah. Imagine being walking up to being beaten. But he was obviously put in the position where he had to... You know, fight that, or that's, fight. That's that was that was the positive side. Of, well, positive bunny years again. Mm. Quotation marks. Positive side of his anger of defending himself. Yeah, and he went into fight mode. Jeez. Um, what's the difference between men's anger and women's anger? Like, men more physical and women have more emotional anger in the sense that a man might come in and I don't know, um, pick up a lamp and smash it on the ground, but a woman might go. Okay, well, I tell you what, you're not going to see the kids this weekend. Yeah, no, I think Or something maybe, like that, you don't know. Yeah, you know, this this is an absolute generalisation, and I'll add that caveat at the start. I think men may be more physical in it, mm. you know, because for women, this is just evolution. Men are bigger, and if they try to be physical with a man, you know, that's, well, in all likelihood, you know, she may be overpowered, she may be beaten herself you know for anyone you know for any women that have been in the I get you, yeah. domestic violence you know what's going to happen if you fight back he's going to mm-hmm. beat the bollocks out even more so you know very often it could be the women throwing the lamp or the women throwing the plates and stuff mm-hmm. like that and, and I've had I've had women like that um, because physically um, if, if you're to try that there may be even more more negative consequences. And I look, we spoke about it. We had one of the correspondents. Domestic violence goes both ways. But mm-hmm. traditionally, from, you know, just from that pure, you know, gender, men okay. men are bigger. Men, man is probably going to be more likely to defend himself, uh, can overpower, um, you know, and very and again, that, that displaced anger that we spoke about. Mm. Very often men in, you know... <sighs> disempowered positions go home and take it out on the wife and kids mm. hit them because yeah. you know and it, like I you know I'm in Kildare Town my practice in Kildare Town beside Kildare Town is a car camp army base the amount of fucking children of men in the army that grew up being fucking battered by the father and stuff like that because mm. the father's in there he's been fucking giving orders or receiving orders people are telling him what to do all day Yeah, and then he goes home and then he takes that out on the family yeah and they're now at the mercy of him giving out the orders or you don't fucking disobey me slap mm. you do what I fucking tell you slap yeah you know it's yeah. that system that just perpetuates it mm. the private at work the sergeant at home oh, that's a fucking good one yeah. mm. you yeah. can steal that you can steal that yeah fucking <laughs> am man yeah, big time robbing that you just come up with that one there now yeah ah, that's fucking genius man well drop. that was like that, 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 that fucking definitely yeah, yeah, definitely. There, there, sir. I'm not giving a, you know. No credit. No, no, no credit. End, that's, that's what he was it. about to say. I'm not giving you yeah. any credit for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that's absolutely, man. You fucking mm. nailed it there. I was like, that's all. Oh, I never heard that one before. Mm. I was like, that's so good. That must be an old expression. Can good job, do. man. Yeah, robbing that. Everyone sure. else can rob that as well. Make sure you give P credit. Oh, I heard Peter talking about this on the on the podcast. Oh, yeah, just because you're the private and work. Now you want to be the sergeant at home? Fuck you. <laughs> now it sounds like a Cardi B song. <laughs> <laughs> you ruined it. You ruined it on me. Jesus. Private and work. Sergeant <laughs> in the bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> Look at my ass. <laughs> whap, whap. <laughs> oh, dude. Um, so, 
what can we conclude on? Can we conclude on anger is normal? Anger um, is entirely normal. Yeah, you need to be able to express it right. You know, yeah. your anger can't be physical or emotionally damaging to to anybody else and yeah. you know look for the source under the anger yeah you know and think things will avoid then you know not letting go of that anger you know if you find that there's something you're stuck on you know there's something that keeps triggering some anger for you yeah. you know go and talk to someone like myself uh try and you know ex- exhaust that that fuel source don't keep it bottled up that usually makes things worse and what happens then is uh sooner or later then that's just going to that's just going to come out mm. um you know the you know, if we go back, I always use the, the example of the milk being left out. You know, the marriage breaks up because he left the milk out. Yeah. <laughs> it's not yeah, because yeah. he left the milk out, it's because of everything else that's built up to that. Yeah. I had one, yeah, one yeah. client and I, and I described it with her. You know, I was like, you need to express it. Like, you need to stop, you know, a uh, female. Like, you, you need to express these annoyances and not wait until what I would describe it was. Have you seen... Uh, Fuck me. Yeah. Oh, Dash, you've seen not. a film here, but go on, let's go on. We'll, we'll try it. Indiana Jones? No. Raiders off. Oh, Jesus Christ, man. Raiders of the Lost Ark. A famous scene in the Raiders <laughs> of the Lost Ark. The Nazi opens up the, the Ark of the fucking Covenant and it melts his face off. And that's how you described it. Like you're doing the Ark of the Covenant here. You're melting his face off with all of this stuff. Instead of saying to him at the time, Well, can you not just will you please just put the milk back in? Yeah. So yeah, instead yeah. of sitting down that right, he's left the milk out. He's after fucking pissing all over the tilties he's left the fucking lid off the toothpaste mm. he didn't put the fucking bins out and then you just build on that and build on that and build on that and then the next time he lets the, leaves the milk out bang bang yeah that's Strong it fucking marriage back. gone yeah. it's like no address it with him you know yeah. don't don't keep it bottled up avoid the blame um, you know as I said avoid the blaming of others you, use the uh, I feel statements mm. you know traditionally what we tend to do is respond to anger with anger that's normal but in all reality it's probably going to make things worse mm-hmm. so you know step away if you need to if you do have difficulty expressing anger uh, you know what I'd sometimes say to people is well if that always uh, manifests into an argument maybe maybe write a letter mm. maybe send an email to the person um, and then you know you can take the time then to write it to, to type it out take your time with it maybe leave it for a day come back mm-hmm. edit it as as camera heads okay. prevail that's a good idea um, so that can help as you. well I never asked actually mm. how do you tell somebody they have an anger issue because if you tell somebody they have an anger issue they're going to get angry <laughs> well you don't tell them they have an anger issue in the middle of an angry outburst mm. <laughs> you know so um, and in, in any in any situation you know you have to do these you got to pick your moments so are you going to in the middle of an argument as you're getting into bed at one o'clock in the morning? You have an anger problem. Yeah. Is that is that going to be conducive? To, you know, we spoke earlier, you know, you spoke last mm. week about the flowers and we saw, you hear me mention the Buddhism of setting the conditions. I always say that to clients, you have to set the conditions for the optimal experience. So mm. if you come in fucking narky and cranky on a Monday after work, first day back, maybe it's a busy day for you. Mm. Is that a good time to have that discussion? No. When's a good time? Well, sometimes we go for a walk there on a Sunday morning or something. Okay, that, that's probably going to be a better opportunity yeah, yeah. to have that conversation. Go, look, your anger is becoming a problem. You know, you're scaring me, you're scaring the kids. Um, you know, I can't say anything to you without you fucking biting my head off and it turns into World War Three just because I've mm. raised some trivial issue with you. You know, maybe you, know, maybe you need to go and talk to someone about this. Mm. so not in the you know no one's going to receive that message in the height of a fight yeah of course 
you're an angry bastard as you're shouting at them yeah well you're a fucking angry bastard (laughs) (laughs) where's that going to get you yeah 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 Okay, let's leave it there, my man. We hope you liked what you heard. If so, give us a rating, subscribe, leave a comment, or if you think someone you know would benefit from this podcast, by all means, share it with them. Uh, Pop it on your social media pages. It could make a big difference in their lives. And, of course, we would love to hear from you as well. If there's anything you want us to cover, discuss, or if you've got a story to tell, we would love to hear from you. Get in touch by email, straighttalkingpodcast.gmail.com or hello at stmhpodcast.com. It's our new website. Check us out on that as well, stmhpodcast.com get all the episodes get a bit of info as well there and uh, you can find us on Twitter at STR8TalkingPod we're on Facebook and Instagram as well you can follow the hashtag STMH and as well as that we still have our STMH deadline STMH Podcast oh yeah STMH yeah, Podcast STMH Podcast yeah. and um, we still uh, our deadline is not up until January where we're looking for somebody who's Social media savvy, somebody who uh, can make us look good online because, my God, we're not great at it at all. (laughs) We want to be able to reach as many people as we possibly can, spread the message of good mental health um, as far as we possibly can and just break that stigma around mental health. So if you're up for the challenge... By all means, get in touch. Straight up. Look, there's, there's, there's not a lot in it either. Just, just to say that the people that, you know, so you know, if you're on Twitter, if you're on Facebook the whole time, you know, really what we need is, and you know, because of our work schedules, we don't always get to jump on to topics that might be trending and stuff like that. Um, you know, which and you know, if the topic is trending, you know, if trauma or something like that is trending or something's happened, it's just someone to kind of tweet at those times with that with that kind of hashtag. You know, that that has a huge impact on mm. on who sees episodes who sees the tweets and stuff like that so you know don't be thinking that you need to be you know qualified in this kind of area it's just little things like that or maybe you might be able to help with sending out a few press releases you know li- little things like that don't don't That's think that oh i wouldn't be able i wouldn't be able to do that it's just yeah. we really don't have the time Time is just a big that's issue. That's what it comes down to, yeah. That's it. I mean, you look at, there is so much potential in, you know, the the audience we've built up and uh, the listeners we have who are absolutely amazing and the people who get in touch and the correspondence, you know, there's, like, I'd love to be able to just sit down and get in touch with everybody straight away, but with me, it's normally seven or eight hours later and you're the, yeah. you're the same, dude. Yeah. So, um, and there's nothing we can do, but um, if we can get somebody who's able to manage that, who's able to, I don't know, put a bit of order on it, it'll be great and you will you will see the benefits. You will mm. see the amount of people that get in touch with their story, with how it's helping them as well and uh, it's just, it's amazing work. Absolutely amazing. So, please do get in touch if you feel or you think somebody you know is... Uh, is good at that or maybe you used to do it in your old job and you're not working anymore and you want something to do you want to join the mm-hmm. team uh, mm-hmm. you want to be part of me and Alan's duo you want the duo to become a trio we're, mm-hmm. we're hilarious genuinely we're hilarious to work we with are. yeah we're just we're great people crack. in 49 countries around the world <laughs> believe that because that's where we listen there you go yeah um, so anyway get in touch uh, if that's you big shout out to Fiona Bryan as well for the podcast music he's a great producer an amazing beat maker uh, if you want to get in touch with him at FOB Beats on Facebook and as well as that next week Mr. Clark reiterate mm-hmm. what we're going to do yeah so we're looking to end we're looking to end the, the year on a high note we'll have our Christmas episode uh, you know we'll, we'll have a look back on the on the year something I always do with clients what was the year like for you stuff like that Um and we want people to send us in their smiles. We know it's been a shit year. We know the fucking shit show that 2020 has been. Um, so tag us online. Use STMH Smile. 
about any of your smiles, any of your achievements. Doesn't matter what it is. If you had a Big baby, if you had a job, if you learned to cook, if you were one of the people that made bread <laughs> during the first yeah. lockdown, all the lockdown bakers, if it was, you know, your garden, if it mm-hmm. was redecorating your house, anything, anything that, any smile that you can take away from from the last year mm. and we'll, we'll read them out then from from people on, on next week so you know as we listen to that you know it's lovely to hear it's lovely to hear those stories we, mm. we you know we love hearing the feedback we love when people say nice things and I love hearing you know you hear these good news stories um, now and again you know it just fills your heart fills yeah. your heart so you know email us hello at stmhpodcast.com if you want to email us if you've got a longer story Hashtag STMH smile on any of the social media. Just give us a shout wherever you can. But please do, please, please, please do. Uh, mm. Just, just give us some good news. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's end the year with just sixty minutes or ninety minutes of as much good news as we can, as we can get out there for people. There you go. It's not a bad exercise as well for people to do. Just sit down, yeah. give it ten minutes over a cup of tea, and think what are the good things from this year. Mm. What's made me smile? And uh, doesn't matter how. Find yourself a tweet, an email, or whatever. and uh, it'll be great we'll have you featured on the podcast next week now Mr Clark last word with you leave us with a message of alternative inspiration no 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 you got it I'm not not topping that one man I'm not topping your words of wisdom that you had earlier private and work Uh. sergeant at home (laughs) brilliant man I'm telling you man that's fucking genius I love it cool we leave it at that so mental health mental health